If you're a fan of people flying through the air, explosions, and crazy combat stunts, you are in for a delightful time because Michelle Jubilee Gonzalez has done amazing stunt work on some huge shows like Westworld, Ray Donovan, Fear the Walking Dead, Jane the Virgin. You've also seen her acting skills on shows like Future Man, American Horror Story, and Queen of the South. In addition, she is a producer, and she just produced a project that I acted in. So let's get to it, because we have Michelle Jubilee Gonzalez on the season two premiere of Breakfast. Pick it up! Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Breakfast. This young lady just smashed the lids on all these cakes in the bakery section. <laughs> I could go on a Hallmark card. My uh, guest today. Oh, I'm going to need to hear all about that. I didn't need any extra sausage. Yeah, it's character to my crew. <laughs> is a goat pit a real thing, Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Great place to hang out and good food, too. I'm always playing blue-collar guys. Breakfast. Let me screw through the pipe. I wouldn't jump up and down until we stabilize the hydraulics. I love a crawler. Yeah. All my uncles got the gout. Jalapeno slash cheddar waffles. Who doesn't love that? It's breakfast time. Breakfast. The only show where bacon pancakes Hollywood. I'm your host, Brent Pope. Michelle Jubilee Gonzalez, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Now, we met pretty recently when someone approached me with a project that you were producing called Love in the Time of COVID, which I think is, a, you know, obviously is an interesting topic and an important topic right now. Can you explain a little bit about how this project came about? Absolutely. Um, so this very talented writer, director, producer, friend of mine, her name is Anak Rabanal, uh, she's also uh, an incredible astrologist. Uh, she reached out to me because we've been in contact for a couple of different projects in the past. And she's like, Michelle, I really want to stay creative. And I've got this really interesting idea and I just need to find a producer. And I told her, well, tell me about it. And so she's like, well, Sam Shepard has a series of 19 poems. And these 19 poems all reflect different shades of love and different the, the transmutations that love takes in a relationship over time. Fresh love, first love, old love, been broken before love, but I'm trying again love. Um, I don't know how to deal with this kind of love, like all sorts of different levels. And um, essentially, I was like, well, <clears throat> considering that majority of the country is still in quarantine or shelter in home uh, ordinances, I was like, well, we're going to have to shoot this in a very interesting way. She's like, exactly. So I want to shoot this like a virtual series meaning everything is going to be shot um, using the virtual mediums that we have, such as FaceTime, Skype, Zoom, Messenger, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, and that's something that a lot of the, the bigger network shows like Saturday Night Live, Jimmy Fallon, late night shows, like everybody's shooting out of the garage in like the home studio. And I was like, we can totally do this. We got this. Yeah. And so we, um, we had several production meetings uh, discussing like what the, the logistics would be like, you know, and also just to create as much diversity and inclusivity as possible. Um, we had a really wonderful ar array of four different directors, two male, two, male, two female. Um, and our cast was super, super diverse. We even have one, one of my favorite episodes is actually the one that, uh, one that Anak directed where it was all done in sign language for our ASL community. Wow. Because, uh, yeah, and it was so, I, I, uh, it was so beautiful because even without subtitles, even without, you know, the regular high quality medium that we're so used to for TV and film, it was so impactful for me to see 
a relationship and the and and to relate to the struggles that we all go through, whether we can hear and or not, whether whether we speak or not, whether we're in the same room or not. Like, love is love, and love during the time of COVID nineteen is f- so full of trials and tribulations, and we have to just remember that, you know we're all going through a lot of struggles and to remember to be kind and to keep our, our love and our sense of humanity alive. Um, and it kind of makes me a little emotional. Yeah. <laughs> because like, sorry. Oh man, <laughs> I wasn't supposed to get like this so quickly. Well, look, I, when, you know, Tressa, my wife and I, this is the first time we ever worked together on camera and it was a little emotional and, and the topic is so fresh and raw that I think that's a natural yeah. reaction. And yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm just a little hyper empathic, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a blessing and a curse. Um, and I I really feel for for the the strain that is on so many relationships right now and just like how we cope with it. And you know, one of the beautiful things that we did with this particular virtual series was that we piggybacked, we collaborated with a different nonprofit organization for each episode. And some of them have to do with COVID-related emergency supplies, um, like Direct Relief provides emergency uh, personal protection equipment, masks, gloves, et cetera, uh, for our frontline workers who are obviously inundated and and there's such a high demand that they don't get enough uh, fresh supplies to to keep them safe. So one of our, uh, several of our episodes uh, proceeds go to direct relief. Um, and there are a few others due to the social unrest. It's, uh, it's obviously still very pre- pre- prevalent right now and obviously needs to be dealt with and resolved with new legislature. Um, we have a, a couple of episodes that touch upon um, the hardships of the relationships as well as how they relate to, um, you know, the civil and uh, unjust, the inequalities that we see, racial injustice. And so we are also donating to NACPA, ACLU, uh, Black Lives Matter, um, because there's something really interesting about creating art that has purpose beyond just entertainment, Yeah, where it's it's art that illuminates and, and, and great, creates greater compassion and a sense of humanity, because again, it's that point of relatability. You know, it's not just, oh, we're all in this together, but it's like, I see you and I see your pain and I see what you're going through and you're not alone. And that, you know, creating support and awareness for these different causes is is super important to me. And it's it's not that it was important for this one. Like it's it's always important for me to to see if there's a way to integrate greater purpose behind the art that we make. Yeah. You know? This project was really special for me to work on and I'm really proud of everybody, the actors, the directors. Just every every effort, every ounce of love that went into putting this really weird experimental uh, virtual series. It was a really it was a really beautiful experience for me, and I'm really proud of everybody. So I hope you all enjoy it. I hope you all check it out. Um, and, I, and you might be wondering, like, where do we check this out? Uh, because it's a virtual series, we did this all on IGTV. So if you go to Instagram.com and then you look for love underscore in the time of underscore COVID-19, you'll see all of our um, our episodes up to now. We have a few more to go. We have 19 in total, like I mentioned. So I hope you all check it out. 
Yes, and I was, you know, proud to be in the first video in the series. Uh, mm-hmm. And and I look, I like I said, it was very emotional doing it. It was special for me because Tressa and I have never worked together. Like when I started acting was basically when she retired acting, so we kind of missed each other in that way. Right. But I, you know, I want to mention it, it. Also, you can see who we're 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 asking people to donate to. On there, so please yeah. do that. Uh, Tressa and I have mm-hmm. also been doing a similar thing. Like one of the ways that we're going to talk about this a little bit later. How are we coping during this time? But Tressa and I have been doing on my Facebook, which I know there's problems with Facebook, but for the for this purpose, every Saturday almost we've been doing a live karaoke show on Facebook where we just have our friends that have nothing to do on Saturday night or want to want to hang out with people virtually. Make requests, and we just sing. I, my wife, and I sing a bunch of songs for about. Oh, we sing about thirty songs, and we ask people to donate to places like ACLU and Black Lives Matter. Awesome. So we're trying to do that That's too. So and it's just you know, and if so, if you guys can find me on Facebook, uh, just under my regular uh, account, not my actor account, you know, I'll I'll, I'll accept your friend request if you want to get into the, <laughs> the Facebook Live <laughs> karaoke and donate to one of those great organizations. I would love that. So, oh, awesome. Very cool. Michelle Jubilee Gonzalez, where did you grow up? I was born and raised in Miami, Florida. Oh. Uh, so East Coast vibes all the way. Very Caribbean town, Miami. Uh, I'm a city. It's not a town. It's like a very eclectic, spicy little city. Um, yeah. And I, I was raised in a very rich fun, zesty culture where we always had music and delicious food and parties and lots of salsa. Like it's not, it's not just a stereotype. Like that was such a part of our, our gatherings was like, you know, having fun salsa music and dancing with each other. So yeah, Miami, Florida, it's my hometown. Is that part of just growing up in Miami itself, the whole culture there and the vibe, is that part of you as a performer? Are they, are they linked? Um, well, me as a performer, uh, it's an interesting question, Brent. Uh, <laughs> it depends on what I'm performing. Uh, but for sure, there are definitely times where like when there's a role that needs, you know, oh, she's Latina. She's Lat- Latin American. She was born and raised in the States. And she's da, ba, 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 ba. I'm like, oh, OK, great. So that's uh, me. Right. <laughs> and so that's that fun, zesty spiciness or whatever. Like I can sprinkle that in because I know what that looks like. I know what it feels like. I know what it sounds like. And, um, you know, it gives me it's definitely uh, a tool in my pocket, if you will, to add to those particular um, characters that I get to perform and interpret. So, yeah, I definitely think my past, my culture, my hometown definitely influences who I am as a performer, especially when it comes to those kind of characters, you know, switching gears a little bit. Uh, you are known for doing a lot of stunt work. You're a experienced stunt woman, and I, I'm very intrigued because you were the first stunt person we've had on Breakfast. How did you oh, get? Wow. <laughs> yeah. How did Thanks. you get? <laughs> How did you get started as a stunt woman? Oh, um, it's interesting. As a child, I always loved watching Jackie Chan and Jet Li and Bruce Lee and all these amazing badass guys. And I was so inspired as a young kid. I was like, I want to do that. But like as me, as a woman, as a female. And um, so I got into gymnastics, martial arts, parkour, like all the cool, exciting things one can do with a, with a body. Because I was always uh, so impressed by like the Olympians and the gymnasts and, you know, these incredible physical artists. 
And so I really trained at that. And then after I finished graduating uh, with my degrees in Miami, I decided that LA was going to be the place for me to be. So I made the trek. I moved all of my stuff over and as broke as I could be at 2008. Uh, gas was like $5.30 for unleaded, like the cheapest one. It was so expensive. And it was a big struggle, but I was very lucky because I got with a sports specialty agency um, that wanted to rep me for, you know, just commercials. And when they met me, they're like, you, we don't have anybody like you in our roster that is, you know, the demographic of Latina, Arabic, and that has all these skill sets and that looks the way you do. So we want to rep you. And we think that you should go train at Bob's Backyard. And Bob's Backyard of Bob, Bob Yorkies is like, he was a, he's obviously a retired now. He's a retired uh, circus performer and stuntman. And he was a big pioneer for stunts back in the day. And so his backyard was a big training facility that was only by invitation. And so I was lucky, very lucky and fortunate to have gotten the invitation to go check it out. And then I, I fell in love. I was like, oh my God, there are people doing high falls, ratchets, air rams. They were doing fight choreography, tightrope walking. Like, it was just every, it was like the best playground ever. And I was like, oh, this is cool. And so it's there that I started to meet the colleagues that are now very good friends of mine. Um, and they started, you know, they got to, to see me in action. They're like, oh, she actually has some skill. Oh, oh, she can translate her gymnasty stuff and start making it not look so clean because we can't look clean for stunts. We have to make it look wild and like out of control, controlled <laughs> chaos, if you will. And, um, yeah, I started training with the right people and and really working hard at, at, at just networking and, and hustling, as we call it in the biz. I was, you know, I was told, you know, get your headshot resume, make a little reel, even if it's just you practicing and training. Like, let's people have to see what you can do in front of a camera. Um, so, I, yeah, I just started working towards building a really strong reel and building my network and my connections and, you know, seeing who how I could be of help on set. And then little by little, people started like talking very positively about me that I have great energy and then, you know, I'm ready to help and this and that. And, you know, it's it's the highest form of a compliment is when 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 people talk well about you, highly about you. So, you know, little by little, I just started to pave my path, if you will. And uh, yeah, the rest is kind of history. <laughs> I've been doing it now for 11 years and I really love it. I really miss it. And um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a big part of who I am. How's your day kind of? unfurl if you're working on a TV show? What's what's the general thing that's going to happen? Well, I would say that there's not really a normal in the business. Yeah. <laughs> because especially in TV and film, every episode, every day of work is is filled with different obstacles and challenges and different logistics to figure out. Sometimes you have to do a fight choreography and it's like you have no space to move. Like basically trying to do a fight in an elevator or you know, for Stargate Origins, for instance, we had my character, her name's Riquette, and she's the the warrior protector of the of the queen, basically. And um, I had to do this whole fight with the staff, and the staff was, like, not evenly weighted because there's, like, a scepter at the end. And then there were these columns that I kept hitting with the staff, and I was like, oh, my God, don't break the set. <laughs> um, and inevitably, I did break the set a little bit. Whoops. Um, but, you know, that's what happens with stunts. Uh, so anyways, like, normal is a hard word for me to use when it comes to stunt work because it is so different every time. Um, but just for those at home to give you a, a kind of rundown of what it looks like, you know, the night before we get a call sheet, and the call sheet is basically the – it's like an information sheet that shows 
all the people who are on the project, the producers, directors, who which actors are coming in, onto set that day, what scenes we're shooting, who's the emergency contact, uh, who's our director of photography, our DP, who's our gaffer, you know, who's in charge of hair, makeup, order, like all that information is on this thing called a call sheet. And on that call sheet, it says what time you're supposed to report to set. Do you, do you show up at base camp or do you show up at crew parking? Because a lot of times we'll have to go to crew parking and then there's a van that shuttle, they have shuttle vans that are taking us from uh, parking to base because it's not always in the same place. Um, and then you check in with your base camp AD, assistant director, your base camp AD or your base camp PA, production assistant. And they'll say, okay, your trailer's ready. Oh, Miss Michelle Jubilee Gonzalez, you're over here. And so you go in, you put your stuff down. Sometimes they give you time to grab a quick bite for breakfast, depending on how early the day's starting. Um, and then after that, once they're ready, they bring you to hair and makeup. They get you looking all good, whatever you have to be for the day. If it's a zombie, it's like three hours of a process because they're prosthetics and all sorts of stuff. Um and then you get into your wardrobe and then you wait in your trailer until they're ready to bring you to set. Right. And then once you go on set, you get the lay of the land, which is like, okay, here's what you guys are going to do. Uh, you're going to be walking in here, hit this mark, do this fight. Then you die over here. And then, uh, and then we're going to do that until we get it. Oh, and then we're going to do, you know, um, we're going to get the reverse angle of that and blah, 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 blah. Um, and you basically just shoot the things that are on that call sheet. Like we have to shoot this scene and this scene has a fight. And then after that, we have to shoot this establishing shot, which is before the fight. And that takes place over here. And so there's like, that's basically like the the rundown of what a quote normal day of work looks like or sounds like. And um, yeah, some days are really short depending on what you're doing. Like I, I remember one time I had a, a literally a two hour day, showed up, got into costume, hair, makeup, Went on set, had to peel out with a car. We did that twice. And they're like, okay, that's all we need you for. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> I was like, oh, gosh, that's the shortest day ever. And other days are like 16-hour days, 14-hour days. Um, those are quite taxing, of course. Um, but if you're with really cool people, uh, it, it it's I have a great time. I don't care how long the day is because I'm surrounded with people who love to be there and are grateful to be there. And so that feels good. And it feels fun. Right. So. Well, I, yeah. I got to say, too, I love being on set. It's one of my favorite things. It's like you feel like, yes, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And you're right. There's no such thing really as a normal day for anybody on a set. Uh, you mentioned mm-hmm. your really short days. I flew to Atlanta to do this Tyler Perry uh, show called The Oval, right? I flew mm-hmm. to Atlanta. Okay, cool. And I had some lines in this one scene at the airport and went all the way to Atlanta, did one take, and we were done. Which was cool because I got to hang out in Atlanta. But I was like, wow, (laughs) I flew all the way there to do one take. That was amazing. We got it on the first try. And uh, now let me eat some Southern food. (laughs) Yep. And then you hang out the rest of the time because you're done on set. Right. But then there's those days when you're on set for 16 hours or whatever, Mm -hmm. which is good because then you're getting a little bit of, you know, bonus pay for being there more than 12 hours, which is also Mm -hmm. nice. But anyway, yeah, that's really cool stuff. I want to talk a little bit about... Um, if you're doubling someone, if you're somebody's stunt double, because then mm-hmm. if you're doing that, that means also when you're talking about going into hair and makeup, you're getting the same makeup as the other person. You're getting the same hair as the, as the star that you are doubling. And tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So sometimes they will have to wig us because the actor has uh short hair or different hair or different color. It just depends. 
Um, uh, most of the time they try to avoid that because obviously with wigs, you have pins. And if you're doing stunts, it's a lot of action. So sometimes wigs can fall off. Obviously, that's not good. <laughs> um, so we, we as much as often as possible, we, we try to match. We try and rig my hair to look like the actress. And they'll, you know, whether that means they they spray some color into my hair to make it darker or lighter or whatever, or they pin it so that it's shorter. You know, they'll, they'll, they're, they're magicians. They're so talented. The, the, the people who work in the hair department, because <laughs> the things they pull off is, is just, it's amazing. And they're always figuring it out as they go, or sometimes they have ideas of what to do. And other times they, you know, because there's so many moving pieces, they don't have the information. So they show up, you show up or this one time, this actress came with hair that was like, no joke. It was orange, orange. <laughs> My hair is not orange. And so it became the nightmare for them because they're like, wait, her picture didn't have orange hair. Her picture had black hair and my hair was black at the time, like pitch black. So it was a perfect match. And then surprise, surprise, we were all like, what? So they ended up trying to, um, they had to spray my hair like crazy. And it was, it was wild. Again, they're magicians. I don't know how they do it, but they do it. Um, so yeah, that's that's how that works. And with hair and with makeup, sometimes because you should never see my face if I'm stunt doubling somebody, right? Because if you see my face, we're doing it wrong, right? Yeah. <laughs> Whoops, you're not the same person, even though you look kind of similar. Um, so a lot of times they won't they won't do the exact same makeup because they, you know, they don't want to draw attention to me in that sense. Like they don't want me to pop as much as the actress is popping. And again, we shouldn't be seeing my face. Uh, but they will for sure try and at least give nuances so that if you see the side of my face, you get enough of it that it looks like it looks like her. Yeah. You know? Interesting. Yeah, that's very cool stuff. I, I was going to say you've doubled. I mean, in case you guys are wondering at home, you've doubled for some huge stars. You doubled for Tessa Thompson on Westworld, uh, <laughs> Gina Rodriguez on Jane the Virgin, which I don't think of that as a stunt heavy show, but there are stunts, you know? <laughs> Yeah, she had a couple stunts. She had a fight that jumped that that she got pushed into the pool, and then it became a whole water fight. That was a bit. Um, there were some fire burns that happened. Uh, you know, just little things that are part of like the 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 comedy of the craziness because <laughs> that show does have some things that happen. Um, and she had a dream sequence once where she had to be rigged up, and she was just floating like a hundred feet above some pool, and so they put me in a rig for that. And that's, you know, if you're being rigged, that's, that's quite a stunt because things can go, things can happen. Uh, but the stunt coordinators on that show are great. And that's um, Julie Michaels and Pee-wee uh, Piemonte. And, uh, yeah, they always kept it really safe at all times. So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. They're, they're, and uh, Demi Lovato, I recently doubled on her latest uh, music video. I also doubled her on her other music video uh, called Confident. Um, yeah. Lisa, uh, Lissandra Tena, I doubled on... Um, Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah, and yeah, no, there's there's Alyssa Diaz on the Rookie. That was, I, was uh, I doubled Alyssa on several shows on NCIS on uh, Ray Donovan. Ray Donovan, yeah, that was a big one. Uh, the Rookie was the latest one, and then you know they, I don't know, it just got less stunt heavy for the second season. Um, yeah, so. Well, I was noticing that you had done a lot of uh, doubling of Alyssa Diaz, and I know her mostly from Ray Donovan. She played a pro wrestler, uh, mm -hmm. or a semi-pro wrestler at least, on the show. So, how, I mean, was that was that a crazy physical type stunts that you're doing in that? Are you were you doing all the wrestling stuff? 
I was doing I was doing a lot of it. Um, there was, and you know, we we brought in a special. Um, what do you call it? Like a super, a stunt, uh, a wrestle supervisor, somebody who professionally did wrestling to consult us. That's what it was, a wrestling consultant. Cool. And they uh, showed us how to bounce off the rings, how to jump up and do some flips, some uh, some really cool takedown uh, moves and stuff like that. So I know there was a lot of rehearsal involved in that. And um, yeah, it was a really, it was a really fun experience. Alyssa's super talented and she's so like, she's so down for the cause, like down to like learn how to do the movements herself as well. So she's just, she's a sweetheart and I really love working with her. She's probably my favorite, cool. <laughs> my favorite actress to double is Alyssa. Right. So yeah. Well, you always, you also do a lot of great acting work that's not stunt work. And, you know, I was watching some of your stuff just pre- prepping for the show and Tressa walks in and goes, oh, that's from Queen of the South. And it absolutely was from Queen of the South, which is my wife's <laughs> favorite show. You know, and it's a little tiny little part, but it's very important. And I've, you know, there's, I've got to say, I've seen you do some stuff. And you, you are an amazing actor. You do, su- you do such great stuff and you bring such good emotion and you have a diverse look. You can do a, so many types of parts um, not not even just like what you can do physically, but just what you look like. You can you can play a lot of different types of ethnicities, and I think that it's just it's great to have that versatility. Has that? What do you think about that? Thank you, thank you so much. I really appreciate all those very kind words. Of well, and they're true. Um, thank you. Um, yeah, no, I I'm really grateful that I have such an such a mix of of ethnicities in me. Um, like on SEAL team, I got to, I, I played an Arabic woman and that was a really big acting bit for me. Um, there was some stunts involved, but like what got me the part wasn't the stunt part was the, was the delivery, the, the commitment to the emotion of that scene and what that scene, the purpose of that scene was. Um, so that was a really great, I'm really, I'm really, really grateful for that opportunity. Um, cause that was a highly emotional like ha- had to access it and not, not just access it, speak in English. I had to speak it in a completely different language. So I did the audition in Arabic Wow! and then they uh, they loved it. And they're like, can you, can you do this in Urdu or Pashto? And I said, well, if I, if I have a week or if I, if you need it, whatever, I can learn. Cause I learn languages. Um, and so I learned it in Urdu and then on the, on the day, on the day oh, of the no. shoot, <laughs> they're like, uh, we have a linguist here and we now need you to learn it in Pashto. Which is mm, completely different. Wow! <laughs> so I had to rely, relearn a good chunk of dialogue and beats and moments and a whole prayer in a completely different language. That it took me a week to learn it in Urdu, uh, which at least Urdu has a, a similar alphabet and sounds to Arabic, but Pashto is totally different. So thank God there was a, a linguist there to coach me through it and like make sure my words were right but imagine being distracted by having to remember how do I say this in Pashto and then also <laughs> access the emotion of it oh my gosh but it was such a wonderful challenge and I was so again so grateful that I got to fuse all of these skill sets you know emotional ability stunt ability and you know obviously language ability that was the, those were very like Queen of the South. I got to do the dialogue in Spanish. That was great, and it was it's it is emotional because she's like at the end of the scene, she's like, "Please, boss, lady, jefa, por favor." Like I have these, I have these two kids. I can't. Please don't kill me. And she like kind of falls apart. And she's this tough soldier, but everybody has their moments. So she got really vulnerable, and it was it was it's cool to show such a range in such a quick scene. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's a lot of. I, I have a lot of fun playing with both sides of my ethnicity 
uh, you know, Arabic and, and Hispanic. But sometimes I also get lucky and I just do straight human that speaks English. Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter what I look like or where I'm from. I'm just you. I'm just Michelle or, you know, I, just say the lines like you or like in English, you know? Absolutely. So. I Look, I, I think you, I have a diverse look as well. Uh, mm-hmm. It is nice sometimes just to be like, yeah, you were just the funniest person. Nothing else mattered in this, you know. <laughs> sometimes yeah, it does. Exactly. Just period. You, as you, a human, were just right for the role. Yeah. And that's it. It's not about a, a an affirmative action hire. Oh, we need a Latina. No, it's just you know what? You killed it in the audition, and we just love the essence of you, and you're the part. You you're the one that we want. Right. Fantastic. Nothing feels Great. better than that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nothing. That is such a such a great uh, such a great feeling of just being, I guess, validated and appreciated without being seen as a label. Right. Oh, she's that Latin girl. Oh, she's that Arabic girl. Oh, she's the one with the. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, she does that funny accent. I mean, uh, she's just the funny one, or she's just really good at this thing. We love her for this thing. Oh, gosh, that. Right. Yeah, it, that's a really great really terrific feeling so yeah well before we go too much further i do want to talk about our breakfast that we had uh we decided that we were going to kind of make our own breakfast at home uh which is something that people have been doing a lot right now hopefully more because just just by necessity but uh Mm -hmm. and I, i you know i'm trying to be a lot healthier i know you're a very healthy eating person uh so we'll call it our at home healthy breakfast what did you make for your uh breakfast today I had half of a ruby red grapefruit because I just, I like red grapefruits. They're really juicy and they're good for you. And they have some good alkalinizing properties uh, and also fat burning properties, which we always, you know, since we're sedentary, most of us are not working out as much as we used to since we're stuck at the house. Uh, At home workouts just aren't the same. Uh, So anyways, I get a little help with a little grapefruit. And then I made an egg avocado burrito and I used uh, cage-free eggs, half of an avocado. I did. I caramelized some onions, put a little bit of mozzarella cheese, and I used this tomato, uh, this tomato wrap to make it. You know, just to get some extra fiber to keep me full for the next gazillion hours. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> and that that's my breakfast. Yeah, that sounds super delicious. Uh, we will have pictures of all you know both of our meals on the, the the Facebook page and on our Instagram leading up to the show. So at this point, when you're listening to the show, you'll be able to look at these pictures. Uh, I went for, this is kind of a typical meal I've been doing while we've been at home because I'm trying to get more healthy. I, sh- I mm-hmm. and, and that grapefruit thing is great. I gotta, I always forget about grapefruit and it's such, it's so healthy and it's just great for breakfast. It, it, it seems to like uh, really fill you up too, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I made, I've been on this whole trying to get rid of bacon even though I, occasionally I will eat it, but I have almost completely replaced bacon with my Beyond plant-based sausages, right? Nice. And it fills the same need for me, which is the richness. I if I crisp it up enough, it tastes just like sausage to me. So I've so I've been doing so I had the Beyond sausage. I'm I uh, chopped up a half of a uh, of a green bell pepper and one quarter of an onion. Made a little hash with that and uh, threw a couple eggs in there. And that's a delicious, pretty healthy breakfast, uh, you know, uh, that I've been eating a lot during this time. So, and I've nice. also made a uh, cup of coffee. I think uh, I've been using my French press a lot. <laughs> so I had some uh, ground beans from Pete's. I believe it's called uh, Big Bang Medium Roast, and that was my breakfast. So 
Nice. That sounds delicious. I, I can't wait to try your breakfast. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make your recipe, too, later on. Yay. I hope you like it. It is now time for the segment we call Breakfast Quick Bites. Breakfast Quick Bites. Quick Bites. Quick Bites. Breakfast Quick Bites. Breakfast, the most important meal of the day. This is the part of the show where we have asked questions to the fans online ahead of time. And now we're going to see how Michelle Jubilee Gonzalez and I feel about these same questions we asked the fans. So, breakfast quick bite number one. Michelle, you are a stupendous stunt woman. What is a more exciting stunt for you? Something that's falling and exploding or a crazy stage combat stunt? Wow, that's a tricky question. Um, I love explosions because they're so exciting and there's so many, there's so, everything has to be just right in order to pull it off just right. Um, so I kind of have a feeling that I really love explosions <laughs> a little bit more. Excellent. Um, yeah, I would say explosions. I think that's what I would say too. Like I would do anything to be that in, in that scene where you're like, I'm running away and then I jump just as the explosion happens. Well, it wouldn't be me. Mm-hmm. It would be my stunt double, but it would look like exactly. me later on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. Excellent. Uh, quick bite number two. We had talked about uh, our, how we both enjoy like a nice healthy smoothie as well. So if you are looking to add a little kick to your smoothie, are you adding ginger or are you adding cinnamon? Cinnamon. Because it's a natural appetite suppressant. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yep. True facts. 100%. Interesting. Yeah, cinnamon is really good for you. Um, and yeah, it does give that, that little like, I don't, I don't know. I have an association with cinnamon with the holidays because my mom would make pumpkin pie and she would always put cinnamon. And so it just makes me feel a little bit more loved, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> association. It's a thing. Wow. So yeah, I would definitely put cinnamon. I, yeah, I, I actually love putting ginger in it because I, I, I don't know, the tanginess of it makes me feel like I'm being healthy. I don't know what the actual health benefits of ginger are. But, ginger uh, has a ton of health yeah? benefits. Good. Oh my gosh! Yeah, um, it's uh, it does help with digestion. Obviously, um, ginger also has some alkalinizing properties. Um, it reduces nausea. It wards off germs. So that's a big thing, especially right now. It, it boosts your immune system a bit. So that's a really smart thing to put in your smoothies if you want to kick it up and get a little tangy fun. Um, Gosh, there are a couple other things that it's really good for. I have to uh, muscle pain. It's good for muscles. All right. So if you're working out and you need to, I forget what the property is that it has exactly, um, but it does help with muscle soreness and reducing that. Um, so I guess anti-inflammatory would be another thing about ginger. There's so many benefits to ginger. I think there are more benefits with ginger than cinnamon, <laughs> but it depends <laughs> on what you need that day. Like if you need more love, put a little cinnamon. If you need it not. If you worked out really hard the other day, then you put ginger, you know? Yeah, I was so. I was going to say, even though ginger maybe has more uh, properties that are, that are healthy, anytime you see something on a menu and it has cinnamon in front of it, I mean, you know kind of you're getting some deliciousness there. And mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Well, that is our Quick bite segment. Michelle Jubilee-Gonzalez, before we get out of here, I need to get three last-minute recommendations. Here we go. What is a guilty okay. pleasure show or movie that you have watched? A uh, guilty pleasure show that I, I binged on uh, was actually Newsroom with Aaron Sorkin because he, you know, it's something about the fast paced 
enormous amounts of words that he like spilled into every ca- character, but they were so purposeful. It's so in- like, you have to be so smart to write something like the show, like to write like or Aaron's work and think you have to have such a high level of intelligence. And that really inspires me. So I binged on newsroom and I was so sad that it, <laughs> it only had so many seasons. Right. Um, well, yeah. I, I think that's a, that's a that's a great uh, that's a that's a great recommendation. I would also recommend uh, Sports Night, which came out before it was Aaron Sarkin's show before Newsroom and before a couple other shows. So if you oh, so if you need something else that. to binge, it's a great show. Uh, awesome. Recommendation number two: What is a hidden gem show or movie that you love that people may not know? Oh, hmm. Ah. Uh. I mean, I, I binged and really loved the, they're not even gem shows. They were like, they were great shows for a reason, like, uh, breaking bad and weeds freaking love those shows. Oh, weeds. <laughs> they're both drug related. And for some reason, I really, really love them. I loved weeds too. And uh, both of those are great shows. Excellent. Uh, yeah, those are my favorites for sure. Excellent. Recommendation number three, what show or movie is your spirit animal? What are these X-Men? I feel like it would be an X-Men thing because I, I, I like, uh, you know, all their superpowers and stuff like that and how they transform and, and use what is seen as a curse as a blessing as their superpower, you know? So maybe maybe my superpower is vulnerability and like letting that be my form of strength instead of what often feels like weakness. Nice. Um, so yeah, X-Men. I could see you playing a superhero called Vulnerablo. I mean, that sounds pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> vulnerable. It's like Diablo with vulnerability. I kind of like it. Takes take your own vulnerability and like uh, you project it on the on the on the other person, so they feel vulnerable. That's I think that's great. Yes. Uh, uh... and then we become empathic. I love it. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you for those recommendations, uh, guys. If you would like to get more info on the Breakfast Show, such as pics of Michelle Jubilee Gonzalez and I having our at home healthy breakfast. There are places you can go. You can hit me up on Instagram at Scoops Pope. Give me a follow. And if you have a breakfast question, DM me. And make sure you follow my Facebook actor page at facebook.com forward slash brent.pope. Go to the show website, brentfist.com, or whatever your favorite podcast provider is. And if you like the show, please subscribe, leave us a review. Brentfist is enjoyed all over the United States and in 30 other countries, over six continents. The latest to jump on board, South Korea, Laos, Belgium, Welcome. And trust me, my bacon posse, my Serb squad, we are just getting started. Special thanks to my editor, the one and only Rosemary Brown, for all the breakfast slicing and dicing. Much appreci. Big ups also to my studio engineer, Daniel Erickson, for making me sound so good. Michelle Jubilee Gonzalez, thank you again for coming on breakfast. Anything you're working on right now, and where can we find you on the social media? Well, let me start with the easier question. Uh, social media. I'm pretty easy to find. If you put at Michelle Jubilee, you will find me in all the social media sites, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, and then what am I working on right now? Well, uh, I've got two video games that I'm going to be working on. Obviously, can't talk about it because they make you sign your life away. Sure. Basically, like NDAs up the wazoo. Just so many. Uh, but yeah, I've got two video games that I'm working on. One is going to be doing voiceover. And the other one is as a performer. Um, the next time we meet, which hopefully will be in a few months, I will be able to, I disclose which video game I got to bring to life, uh, a couple different characters on the, on the, on the game. So that'll be, I'm really excited to share that when I can share it. Um, and yeah, that's what I have on my radar at the moment. And hopefully it stays that way and (laughs) they don't go away. And with that, we put another bam, pow, zoop episode of breakfast with Brent Pope in the old to go bag. (laughs) 